Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you with? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Good Sunday morning to you folks out there. It is week eight of the NFL season. We are approaching halfway through the fantasy season. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000 with you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. during the football season, helping you set your fantasy football lineup. You can participate participate by calling 312-332-3776. You can tweet at me. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And you can check us out on Twitch, Twitch TV. They, we are ESPN 1000 Chicago on the Twitch handle there. So uh, feel free to participate. Anybody who's in the Twitch room, we will check in with them around 8.30, see if anybody has some interesting questions inside the chat room. But if you're just joining us at the top of the show, every Sunday morning I run through the key injuries that you need to be aware of to help you set your fantasy football lineup. So without further ado, let's get things underway. Second six. So good news for Allen Robinson owners and for all the Chicago Bears fans out there. Allen Robinson has cleared concussion protocol, and so he will be set to go today as the Bears take on the Saints at Soldier Field, 325 kick. And don't forget always that uh, after every Bears game, I will have two hours of post-game coverage with Howard Griffith to break it down. So uh, for your instant reaction, letting you sound off, the Bears fans, don't forget, we're here with you for that as well. And uh, Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley get you set for the game with the uh, pregame show at 1 o'clock today. So keeping you apprised of all the Bears information you need to know. But the biggest news, obviously, Allen Robinson is set to return today, and that is a... Very needed weapon for this offense that has been abysmal. We saw it Monday night against the Rams. And so, listen, if you've got Allen Robinson, especially in PPR formats, he's pretty much a must-start. It looked bad on Monday. I have to imagine it will be a little bit better this week. I I can't guarantee a ton better, but at the very least, it can't get much worse than what it was on Monday against the Rams. So, with the Saints here, um, I will note that Michael Thomas, even though he returned to practice this week, he is not going to play. So Michael Thomas owners, even if you were getting a little bit excited about the possibility of having your first round pick back in the lineup, it looks like that's going to have to, well, it definitely will not have occur this week, but it looks like next week is when he will finally return for the saints. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders still out on the COVID-19 list. He is expected to return next week for the saints. So the saints arsenal is depleted as well, which means that if you are a Drew Brees owner, in some windy conditions at Soldier Field today, I would be hesitant to start him. Obviously, it depends on your options, but um, just letting you know that uh, that is not something I'm in love with 
uh, the idea of starting Drew Brees today. Moving on. 7 nothing Minnesota. 8.28 to go. Second down and 10. And this is the third big carry of the game. And this one in the end zone for Dalvin Cook. My, oh my. Well, we'll have the return of one Delvin Cook. Up, oh, line drive without there, left field, and the home run, Nick Castellanos. No, Tom Brenneman will not be returning to broadcast this game, but Delvin Cook will be. Delvin Cook is returning with the groin injury that kept him out the past couple of weeks. He is in store for a full workload per Mike Zimmer. So, obviously, it's always a little bit um, nerve-wracking when you have to use a guy like Delvin Cook with a, coming off a groin injury, but he's too good, and with the running back position depleted as it is these days you really don't have better options to start ahead of Delvin Cook so hold your breath and hope that uh, there's no reoccurrence of an injury but Delvin Cook is slated to return so uh, that also means that Alexander Madison is somebody who you definitely do not want to use today Jones look at that balance Aaron Jones see ya Aaron Jones also going to sit another week out With that ankle injury, the Packers and Vikings square off at Lambeau today. That is a noon kick, and that means that Jamal Williams looks to have the workload, a similar workload that he had last week. 17 carries, I believe 77 yards, and a touchdown. Jamal Williams is certainly no Aaron Jones in terms of dynamic uh, playmaking ability, but he's a serviceable running back and kind of like, you know, in a lot of ways, the way I talked about with uh, Delvin Cook not having you know, a ton of great running back options. Uh, Jamal Williams is probably going to find his way into your lineup um, if you're starting even, you know, I think for sure if you have a flex spot, you got to get Jamal Williams into your lineup with the workload against a a depleted Vikings defense. And then um, just the fact that uh, uh, that offense is is pretty prolific these days, I would probably find a way to use Jamal Williams, um, even in most uh, two running back uh, situations, even if you only have two running backs that you start. Probably got to use Jamal Williams in most cases. From their own 35, Sanders bursting through. The rookie from Penn State. All the way in. Touchdown, Eagles. So, Miles Sanders, I know there was hope that he uh, was targeting this week to get back with his own um, knee injury. He will not be back for the Cowboys tonight, which means that Boston Scott, We'll have an opportunity to carve up a tasty, tasty Dallas Cowboys defense. Boston Scott, um, a, a a very uh, envy, a very enticing option for me this week. So if you uh, if you have Boston Scott on your roster, find a way to start him because against that Cowboys defense that's given you anything you want, that is a uh, great option to play this week. Miles Sanders, no go. Boston Scott is in. On first down, here's a pitch to the left. Dixon down to the five. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals, as Mixon takes it the final 11 yards and begins a dance in the back of the end zone. Joe Mixon with the foot injury. He's still going to be out this week, which means another week of Gio Bernard. Bernard wasn't extremely effective last week, only had 38 yards on the ground. But he was a better player in the passing game. I believe 53 yards receiving. Um, look, the volume should be there for Bernard. Tough matchup against the Titans. Uh, I don't love Bernard, but like as uh, the case is, you know, same old song and dance here. If you have a guy who's going to be uh, the likely 
workhorse back in a backfield, you probably have to start him in most cases. And that's kind of what Gio Bernard is. Again, I talked about it last week. I don't love him as a runner, but just the volume should be there in most cases where you're going to have to start him. But again, Joe Mixon out. Gio Bernard will be the uh, guy who likely sees the most touches. Russell takes a high snap, hands it off. Chris Carson pounds his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Carson from five yards out. And unless you built a wall right in front of him, and even that probably wasn't going to stop him. Now, this one's work is a little bit interesting. Chris Carson is a true game-time decision. Now, he's, uh, I believe the words used by uh, a insider for Adam Schefter was that Chris Carson is, a tr- is 50-50. He's going to um, go ahead and give it a go in pregame workouts, and if, he is av- if, he's, uh, if he's feeling good, he will give it a go. It's, you know, that that's tough. You, you don't love it, especially because that's a 325 kick. If you're a Chris Carson owner, I would say that um, it gets even sketchier because Carlos Hyde, the man who would likely step in if he wasn't available, also is dealing with an issue of his own. He's got a hamstring issue, so he is questionable. We also have Travis Homer, who is questionable. And then finally, that means that uh, DJ Dallas would be the the fourth man up if all three of these players are not available today. So if you're desperate uh, and you can wait it out and you have the roster flexibility to go ahead and grab whoever is active, then I would say go ahead and, and hold out on Chris Carson. But just make sure you have an alternative ready to go. And if, it's, if one of those uh, backups is any of those Seahawks players that you're maybe going to grab off the waiver wire – then make sure that you are watching the inactives as they roll in. You know, it's, uh, it is a three o'clock kick there. So, you know, you're going to want to make sure that around two o'clock, you're not lost in all the game action. You're checking on uh, who's going to be active for the Seahawks. It's a direct snap. And look, it goes to Ingram. There he goes. Galloping free for six. What a play on fourth and one. 30-yard sprint for the touchdown. What a Mark Ingram is dealing with his own ankle injury, and he has not practiced all week. He's listed as doubtful. I don't expect him to play. The doubtful designation rarely uh, turns into a guy who is active on game day. And normally, I think you would be kind of licking your lips about the possibility of starting a dynamic running back like J.K. Dobbins, who would step in and be the featured back. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are clearly the toughest defense this season to go up against. So it's a very difficult matchup. And Gus Edwards is still somebody who is likely to probably see the most snaps. Now, JK Dobbins is clearly more explosive, um, but he hasn't been given the opportunity to really be a featured back. So this is a tough matchup. If you're desperate, I'd be okay starting J.K. Dobbins, and if you're desperate and you only have Gus Edwards, I'd be okay using Gus Edwards. Looks like it'll probably be a split between the two, but betting on the talent, if I'm picking between both, I'm using J.K. Dobbins because he has the ability to break off some long runs. And so against the tough Pittsburgh defense, I think J.K. Dobbins is the one who's most likely to have a big game, but Gus Edwards is certainly in the mix. So if you're desperate, um, you know, Dobbins is probably rostered. Gus Edwards might be available on your waiver wire in some more shallow leagues. So if you're desperate, Gus Edwards could be somebody who might be serviceable if he falls into the end zone this week. Here we go. Perk 
catch, 19.7. Here's Lindsey, a wide open piece of real estate. Lindsey showing the wheels, and he will score. A 65-yard sprint, and Lindsey was just about untouched. Uh, Philip Lindsay is out of concussion protocol, which means that he will step in and be a nuisance to anybody who's counting on Melvin Gordon. I think this is probably a split backfield at this point. Melvin Gordon will probably be used near the goal line, but um, I don't think we're going to necessarily be able to feel comfortable about using either Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay because uh, both guys will probably see uh, a fair number of touches. And Lindsay, unfortunately, being the smaller back, is probably not likely to see many goal line carries. Um, let's uh, skip ahead to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, their issue, obviously, is under center. Now that Dak is gone, you thought they might have some hope with Andy Dalton, but that is not the case. On third and ten against a four-man rush, Dalton steps up, he tucks it and runs and slides and gets hit by Bostic. And flags come flying, no question. Dalton's helmet is off and he's still down. All right, so that we all saw the Andy Dalton uh, hit by John Bostic, former Bear, and it was ugly. Dalton is in concussion protocol. He will not start for the Cowboys tonight. Ben DiNucci steps in. Ben DiNucci. Okay, what do we know about Ben DiNucci? Not much. James Madison University. Um, I'm not starting Ben DiNucci uh, unless you're in a super flex league where quarterbacks have, you know, um, just, you know, a higher opportunity to score points. I'd still try and avoid starting Ben DiNucci at all costs, not knowing what we're going to get. He does have a lot of weapons at his disposal, which is nice. But again, until you see it on the field, I don't know how you could feel comfortable using Ben DiNucci in any situation. The real question is, how do you use the Dallas Cowboys skill players going forward? Right now, I'm not using Michael Gallup. Clearly, I'm reluctant to use CeeDee Lamb unless you're absolutely desperate. Dalton Schultz, tight end, um, he's out. No thanks. I'm not using him right now. Um, Really, it comes down to Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. How do you feel about using those two players? Personally, I'm trying to avoid using Amari Cooper if I can. And then Zeke Elliott, look, he is going to be still the featured back, even though the line's beat up. Chances are you don't have too many running backs that you can plug in. Now, maybe if you drafted well and you're fortunate, you can find your way to putting Ezekiel Elliott on the bench. But I personally... I just don't know how you do it in most cases. He's still, for me, you know, on the fringes of the top 10. So it's really hard not to use him in most cases unless you just had, you know, a knockout draft and were fortunate to come up with some, maybe some some key play. Maybe you, you found yourself into a Kareem Hunt and Jonathan Taylor later in the draft, and and maybe that's how you get you find yourself in a move where you can start them over Elliott. But honestly, it, it still feels hard to put Elliott on your bench at this point. All right, so there's all the key injuries you need to know about right now. We'll get to some more later on the show as well, but I'd like to take some phone calls. 312-332-3776. We're going to do that, but also... A couple of players who are returning from injured reserve this week that might be available to you. I'll tell you who you should add if you need some help at tight end and running back next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. 
Hope you're making the Fantasy Football Show your breakfast club every Sunday morning on ESPN 1000 starting at 8 a.m. during football season. I'm Jeff Meller, and I mentioned going to break. A couple guys returning from injured reserve. They've been activated off of injured reserve already. So you may want to go ahead and check to make sure they're not available in your league because they could be some pretty productive fantasy players down the stretch here. Tevin Coleman was activated by the 49ers. Now, they obviously are a tough team to pin down as to who's going to be in the backfield. Jeff Wilson was moved to injured reserve. We know that Raheem Mostert is already on injured reserve. And um, I've been talking a lot about Jermichael Hasty the last couple weeks as somebody who is an interesting ad and very explosive. But Tevin Coleman returning potentially throws a monkey wrench into the whole Jermichael Hasty experience. So just something to be aware of. Tevin Coleman in deeper leagues, I think, is somebody who certainly needs to be added because there's certainly a possibility today that he could be the lead back. Now, I don't know what Shanahan's, th- you know, what he plans to do with Coleman. I think it's a little bit, um, I would say it's very risky to start Coleman this week. But again, week eight with four teams on bye, it's certainly not, um, a a terrible, I guess, alternative if you're really desperate in this situation. Tevin Coleman worth adding if he's available in your league. And also Dallas Goddard set to return for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if somebody has been sleeping on him, hasn't added him already, uh, I would say, you know what, if you're desperate for a tight end, go ahead and start him tonight against the Cowboys. I don't know how much he's going to be used. He did have himself a uh, a tough ankle injury. And so we will see how he returns tonight. But against the Cowboys, listen, I'm interested in using Dallas Goddard tonight. If you're, if you don't have one of the studs at the tight end position, I, you know, I, I think t- Dallas Car- Dallas Goddard could find himself in a position where you feel good about using him in that top five tight end spot as the season goes along, especially with Zach Ertz currently out for the Eagles for an extended period of time himself. All right. I am Jeff Meller again, the fantasy football show, taking your calls here on ESPN 1000. Let's head on out to Arlington Heights and say good morning to Dan. Dan, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to hear. Good to hear. So I've been having this issue with my flex where I have not been able to start the trio of Ronald Jones, Juju and Jarvis all year long. Um, so just trying to figure out who to put into that flex spot today. Right now it's Rojo, but Jarvis is looking pretty tasty. Yeah. You know what though? Let's, you know, Baker Mayfield is, is so hit or miss and it's hard to count on him. And Jarvis Landry, he's been banged up all year with a hip injury and he's been looking a little bit healthier last week or so. And without Odell Beckham, you know, Dave or Dan, I'm sorry. I think that could obviously be a role that he steps into and sees more volume, especially in the PPR format, like you mentioned. But this week against the Giants, I'm going to let you, I think you have the right guy in your lineup. I'd use Ronald Jones. I know that with Leonard Fournette um, getting more into the action last week, yeah. it certainly it wasn't ideal, but Ronald Jones has been running well all year long. And with the Giants, you know, just, just a brutal team. I think that's a good spot for Ronald Jones. Now, you know, and, and it, for me, it's pretty easy because, you know, Juju against the Ravens, that that's a tough matchup. I, I, it's hard to predict right now who's going to be the, you know, the biggest uh, featured wide receiver on a week-in, week-out basis. I like Claypool's talent above everybody. Deontay Johnson also, I like his talent more than Juju. So Juju, I'm not even going to be swayed by. And Landry, I'm going to wait a week to see what actually happens with him before I go ahead and use him as, you know, somebody who I want to lock in. 
312-332-3776. Let's head on out to uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and say good morning to Dave. Dave, a regular. What's good. up, Dave? Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing well. I got a PPR flex question here. Um, and the only reason I'm throwing James White in there is because Harry and Edelman are not playing this week. Yep. Um, I have White, Boyd, and Devontae Parker. And one quick thing, too. Would you go ahead and play Kareem Hunt and not worry about Chris Carson today? Yeah, I, I definitely would use Kareem Hunt against the Raiders. The Raiders' defense, you know, is giving running, opposing running backs anything they want, basically. So Kareem Hunt, that, don't even worry about Carson. I would use Kareem Hunt over Carson, even if Carson was completely healthy today. Um, I would still use uh, Tyler Boyd. In the PPR format, Dave, I think he's a safe floor there. I, I I understand your thoughts on James White, but let's be honest. Cam Newton, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, just the return, if it's related to COVID in any way, uh, but he has been abysmal. He can't seem to throw to the right side of the field. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're lingering shoulder issues from his previous issues, but, um, you know, I, I'm, 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 it's not a James White thing. It's a Cam Newton thing. I'm afraid to use him right now with Cam throwing the ball. So I would go ahead and use uh uh, Tyler Boyd. All right, so Dave drops off, which leaves a line open for you. Let's go ahead and try. Let's try my man Tom, who is in Bridgeport. Hey, Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff, how you doing today? How are you? Um, I might got my answer. Uh, my answer already taken care of, but I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, I need three of these five: uh, Miles Gaskin, Nelson Aguilar, AJ Green, Higgins. And Allen Robinson, the reason why I got him in there is because, you know, with the wind in there. But I heard that uh, Cleveland's got pretty bad weather up there. I'm sorry, who, who has pretty bad weather up there? Cleveland. Cleveland, like Cleveland, 80% yeah. percent rain and they got a lot of high wind gusts. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing, I'll, it, it's, it's a good point. It, it's like how much do you let a weather forecast play a role in, you know, determining whether or not um, you're going to, you know, use a guy. Do you say um, – the ones I, I, I still I'm going to use Allen Robinson. You know he's he's still going to be the Bears' featured wide receiver. Um, I would probably use Miles Gaskin because of the workload. I, I just know that's a safe you know floor for him, even though he hasn't been you know a great runner. Uh, I, I know Aguilar has been interesting the last couple of weeks, but I don't. I, I still I, I need to see it a little bit. You mentioned the weather. Um, now, yeah. obviously, obviously, if it's you know. If it's if it's not great in Cleveland, chances are it's not going to be that great in Cincinnati. But you not but you never know. You know there is still a couple hours uh, difference, and so um, I you know for me I'm going to use AJ Green over T Higgins right now because yeah, I've been yeah the last couple of weeks he's finally looked like his old self. So I would use uh, Gaskin, Green, and A Rob. And um, like I'll be honest though, T Higgins could assert himself and be a little more of a, a featured guy. But they've got three good wide receivers right now with the uh, Bengals, and they like they're letting Burrow throw the ball a lot. So um, I don't think you can go wrong picking one of those Bengals wide receivers right now. Let's try Evan, who's in Long Island. Hey, Evan, what's going on out there on the East Coast? Morning, morning, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing um, well. I got a ten-team uh, half PPR, and I got uh, I got Gaskin or Bell in the revenge game, and then I need one receiver, Sh- uh, Juju or um, Devontae Parker. All right. So I, oof. so this is interesting because I, I, you, you bring up the revenge game, Evan, and you probably, uh, you know, are well aware of it and have had, have heard it out there more than most, but Le'Veon Bell, uh, gets a chance to take on the jets as the chiefs take them on today. And, you know, 
It's uh, it was a twenty-seven to seventeen snap count split between Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell, which actually is yeah, honestly, I'm surprised the Chiefs gave Bell such a heavy workload so early in the season. Um, I mentioned, you know, Gaskin, the Rams. That's that's a tough game, and unfortunately for Miles Gaskin, he's not he's not really you know a lock to be in there near the goal line. So I think I would use Le'Veon Bell betting on the revenge factor, thinking that. Um, I think Andy Reid maybe goes out of his way a little bit to uh, use uh, to get Bell a touchdown if the opportunity presents itself. So I think I would use Bell just because I think he's a little more likely chance to score a touchdown this week. And then I think I would use. Uh, about- go ahead, Juju or who? Uh, you know what? Sorry, oh. Evan. You, you, I was losing you there, Evan. You were going in and out. I would say I'm going to go ahead and use Juju, Juju though in that situation. I know it's not a great matchup. But um, still, uh, you know, if the it, it's it's tough. But Juju was better last week, so uh, let's roll with him. Let's try Omar, who is in Orlando. Omar, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how's it going, Jeff? It's going well. All right. So I got two leagues. I got, I got Russell Wilson on both leagues, and backups. I got Pratik Mahomes in one league, and Aaron Rodgers in the other. So uh, I was. Thinking starting Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers because against the Saffron defense. Uh, What do you think about? Yeah, that 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 my friend is uh, is a good problem to have. But that's I'm not gonna lie. I hate being in situations where I can understand having Wilson and Rodgers. Having Wilson and Mahomes, someone just let Wilson fall too deep in that draft. Clearly, he's been the best fantasy quarterback uh, in all of football. Um, I'm gonna use Mahomes against the Jets. You know. I mean, I just think, you know, there's so much uh, – there's, there's a safer floor there for Mahomes in that situation. I think I would use Wilson, though, over Aaron Rodgers. A tough match. I mean, look, the Vikings defense obviously has not been anything close to what it's been in the past. But, you know, divisional matchup, you know, you know Mike Zimmer knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. So I think I would use uh, Russell Wilson in that case over, um, over Rodgers just because – it's a situation where you have a good defensive head coach who usually ha- has a, you know an idea of what uh, his team is going to be facing in Aaron Rodgers. So I would go ahead and use uh, Russell over Aaron Rodgers this week. Let's try Oscar, who's in Waukegan, with a, a tight end PPR question. What's up, Oscar? Good morning, fellas. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Doing well. Uh, Goddard or Andrews PPR? Yeah, so I would still use uh, – you know what, Oscar – Andrews obviously yeah. is is a little bit safer, it, but if if you're okay being a little risky, I'm uh, admittedly there's a chance that Goddard is not out there as much as you know as we would hope. But he's he was removed off of injured reserve. Um, Richard Rodgers obviously looked pretty good, but I, the Eagles have always liked using you know two tight end sets. So I think the fact that Goddard was removed from injured reserve, I, I think against the Cowboys this week, I'm going to go ahead and use him. I just think there's going to be a, a, a much bigger chance for points. And, you know, I think the PPR format too uh, slants it in Goddard's direction for me. Um, but I, I will admit, Oscar, that's a little bit more risky because we know what Mark Andrews is capable of, but this, it's like a combo of the worst defense in the league in the Cowboys and the versus the best defense in the league defense. in yeah. the Steelers. So I think, <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally think I would use Goddard, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, Oscar, that's, there's a little bit of risk uh, factored in there. Okay. Okay, thank you. Have a All right. Thanks. Thank you, Oscar. Right, appreciate appreciate the phone call, my man. All right, 312-332-3776. The Fantasy Football Show 
Is Brandon Ayuk about to go off? Does he need to be starting in your lineup? I'll make the case coming up next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, Never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Debo Samuel is injured, and we've got a lot of injuries in the San Francisco 49ers backfield that they're working through, which we already talked about. But their first-round pick, Brandon Ayuk, is starting to really assert himself. He's looking more and more comfortable each week, and I have to believe this week against the worst pass defense in football, the Seattle Seahawks, a team that we know is going to score points, which means the Niners are going to have to do their best to keep up with them. The Seahawks are allowing 377 passing yards. That is atrocious, almost 400 yards through the air. And, oh, by the way, without Debo Samuel, you have to uh, believe that Brandon Ayuk is going to be the man who is likely uh, in – he's going to be the guy who probably steps in and sees more of those jet sweeps. We've already seen him run them. Week to week, uh, he usually gets a couple carries. So I think Brandon Ayuk is about to, at least this week against the Seahawks, find a way to get him starting in your lineup because I think there's a chance he blows up this week. 312-332-3776. That's how you can participate on the phones. You can also check us out on Twitch, which is brought to you by Miller Lite today on Twitch. Check us out inside the uh, Twitch chat room. We've got a lot of people uh, throwing some questions at uh, Eric Ostrowski, who's moderating that this morning. Eric, uh, good to have you back on the show. A little uh, pinch-hitting role for Tyler Aki this morning, so thanks for filling in. Absolutely. Twitch is on uh, lots of questions in Twitch today. So Van Helsing Jr. kicks it off, and they want to know which... Should they start Allen Robinson or Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I think let's still use Allen Robinson. I know the weather is concerning. But I just think uh, he's more of a focal point in the offense for the Bears. You know if they're going to do anything, it's going to have to be because Allen Robinson's helping them be productive. So let's use Allen Robinson over Landry today. All right. Sweets with a Z. Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson, Tom Brady, or Ryan Tannehill? (sighs) Tough, tough uh, call here. I hate saying to bench Lamar Jackson, but I think, you know, He's dealt with his own thigh knee injury this year that has limited his explosive ability. A little, I, I, may I say explosive ability? It, it probably it's limited the the amount that the Ravens have wanted to run him and expose him to hits this year. And against the Steelers, I think you you have to, if you have decent options today, I'm okay putting Lamar on the bench. He hasn't been as good at, good as a passer this year either. So um, I'm going to say I would use Tom Brady. He's just been. Really good the last couple of weeks, and with the Giants on the slate there, I would go ahead and use Tom Brady on Monday night. All right, Thomas Jr., help. Can only keep three. Deontay Johnson, Fulgram, Claypool, or Devontae Parker? Yeah, so uh, let's uh, – I like Travis Fulgram against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, against the Cowboys tonight. Like I said, just same reason – that I like Goddard, that applies. I would go ahead and, and keep uh, Devontae Parker on the bench today. Um, look, 
Uh, you know what? I'll I'll save it, but let's let's bench Parker for now and go with the other three. All right. Uh let's see. B small, uh PPR. Wait, no, no, Carson or Justin Jefferson? Yeah, let's use Jefferson. I don't again, you, you don't want to hold out and wait on Carson with the 325 kick and then find out that he's inactive. And I think even though there's some optimism surrounding Chris Carson, um, I would still be a little bit reluctant because initially this was called a week-to-week injury. He's only missed one game so far. So even though he may return, I would be a little bit scared about holding out if the, if the better alternative you have is a noon kick. And Justin Jefferson is definitely that. So I would use Jefferson in a PPR format over Carson today. Okay, Herrera asked uh, PPR, two of four, Gaskin, Ronald Jones, Zeke Elliott, or Boston Scott? This one's tough. And you know what? I think in this scenario, I would, uh, I would actually, I would actually consider benching Ezekiel Elliott. I, um, I would definitely use Boston Scott against the Cowboys today with Miles Sanders out. He's going to be your featured back in all likelihood, probably good for 15 to 20 touches. And against the Cowboys, you can't ask for a better opportunity. And then who was the first one? Do you remember the first one? Gaskin, Eric, give? Gaskin, Gaskin, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's between Ronald Jones and Ezekiel Elliott for me, and I think personally I would probably use Ronald Jones at this point. And I, and I know I came out of the show at the at the top of the show talking about how you know if you're a Zeke owner, you, you know you might find it hard to put him on the bench. If you can wrap your head around you know you you are benching your first round pick and the offensive line's a mess, and I don't know what Ben DiNucci's going to bring to the table. If you can actually bring yourself to benching Ezekiel Elliott this week. Uh, I think I would be okay uh, doing it for Ronald Jones, but admittedly knowing that last week we saw a lot more Leonard Fournette than we like, so it's a good opportunity uh, against the Giants. I probably would use Ronald Jones over Ezekiel just because I don't know, you know, what that offense is going to be able to do. If they are going to be able to do anything, though, you have to imagine they're going to feature uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, it's, it comes down to Jones or Elliott, and really it's just you have to be okay making peace with the fact that you're benching your first overall pick at this point. All right, uh, back to the phone lines. Let's try my man Tom, who's in Lockport with a quarterback dilemma. Hey, Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's happening, Jeff? Not much, man. What's up? Nothing. Hey, I just want to thank you for last week. You gave me a winner. Um, uh, thank you. Um, I got Kyler Murray on the bye, and Stafford is my backup. But Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins are sitting as free agents, and I can pick <laughs> either one of them up. Yeah, I do not like that. Uh, I'm not using Cousins, Tom, but I would. I think I would pick on that Seattle Seahawks passing defense, and I would go ahead and use Jimmy Garoppolo, partially because Matt Stafford. That's a tough matchup for him against the Colts defense this week. They are at home, which is nice. Right. But but you know what? The Seahawks are basically again. I think it's the combination. That offense is so good for the Seahawks, and the defense is so bad um, that I think I would go ahead and use Jimmy G this week over Matt Stafford. Again, it's also because it's pretty easy when you look at the matchup for Matt Stafford being you know, a pretty tough one against the Colts. And really, Stafford right. hasn't had any you know, monster games this year. You know? So I think it's, I, I'd feel better using Jimmy G this week. All right. All right, Tom. Good luck. Hope, hope, no problem. Hopefully we gave out a uh, second consecutive winner for you. Love to hear the... Uh, the satisfied customers check in each week. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Joe, you're on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show. Morning, Jeff. I got a quarterback question. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Josh Allen at home against the Patriots, and I got Tannehill on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Yeah, so you know what? Tannehill's been so productive. Uh, I mean, obviously, Josh Allen looked pretty good the first month of the season, but he certainly has not been as good uh, over the last three weeks or so. Um, I think I would use Tannehill. I think he's a little bit safer right now. I will admit, though, without uh, without Stephon Gilmore, who is not going to play for the Patriots this week, the defense for the Patriots is a mess. So, um, you know, if like I can, I can kind of go. That one's kind of a gut call. I, I personally, in that situation, with my quarterbacks, I like guys who I think I feel like have safer floors generally, and I think Ryan Tannehill is a little bit safer. Um, but you know what? Ch- let's check on the uh, the weather as well. If it gets nasty at all in Cincinnati as you, as the uh, kickoff approaches around noon, maybe you actually you know shift and go to Josh Allen. But I think they're both pretty solid options, and I don't really have a strong feeling either way. So I personally would probably use Tannehill, but uh, I can't like, you know, make a huge compelling argument why it has to be Tannehill over Allen. So if you like him for some reason against that depleted Patriots defense, I could see it. Uh, Let's try Dave, who's in Naperville. Dave, you're on ESPN 1000. Got a one point PPR. So I got a full point PPR question for you. I Mm -hmm. have uh, CD Lamb, Kelly from the Chargers, Hasty or Aguilar? You know what? In this scenario, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I think I would use Nelson Aguilar. He's been much better the last three weeks. He's got the big playability. Derek Carr has been finding him. Listen, we know that the history of drops that come with Nelson Aguilar, so he he can kind of go away as quickly as he makes himself known to fantasy owners. But the other options, there's just too many things working against them right now. I've already talked about C.D. Lamb and the Dallas Cowboys mess we're dealing with. I don't think, you know, I can't feel comfortable, you know, giving someone advice to use C.D. Lamb when Ben DiNucci, who I, like, admittedly, I've you know, nobody's ever seen him play, you know, professional, you know, at the professional level. So I think it'd be hard to trust C.D. Lamb, who also is a rookie, obviously. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, Tevin Coleman is in the mix there. So, like, I don't know how Shanahan's going to divvy up the carries. And then, you know, Joshua Kelly, the, the Chargers run game has been, you know, since since they've lost, even Eckler wasn't that great of an option in the running game. Eckler's always been good in the passing game, but as far as a runner, hasn't been ideal. So I would use Nelson Aguilar, Dave, in that situation. I feel like he's probably, uh, he's got the big playability, and he's just been more productive the last few weeks. So I'd probably uh, try Nelson Aguilar there. All right, 312-332-3776. It is Tua time in Miami. Should it be Tua time on your fantasy roster? We'll discuss that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show, I am Jeff Meller here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. for an hour, helping you set your fantasy football lineup. And, of course, I will be back later this evening with Howard Griffith as we break down the Bears-Saints game. We're here for two hours after every Bears game, letting you sound off, give you the mic, instant reaction, and we'll break it down as well. Again, 312-332-3776. All right, so I mentioned it is Tua time in Miami. Should it be Tua time on your fantasy football roster? I would say if he's still available and you are not 
ecstatic about your quarterback situation. I think he's worth an add just to kind of see how it plays out this week. Uh, the Dolphins have the Rams, so it's a bit more of a difficult matchup. But I think, look, two is so talented, and we've seen with Justin Herbert that um, it only takes, you know, one week to be quickly become the darling of uh, fantasy football players everywhere. I think, Tua, it's worth getting in on the ground floor here just in case he goes off this week. Because if he does, there's plenty of easy matchups ahead for the Dolphins, easier at least than the Rams. So if Tua shows us something, you're going to want to have him on your roster and not have to compete with the riffraff of your league in the waiver wire um, game. So go ahead and add Tua just to your roster if you have a spot open and see what happens. It's worth putting him on your roster um, and being early rather than late. So let's try my man, Rich, who is currently in Chicago. Rich, you are on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, what's up, boss? Uh, I need Gerard Taylor or B. Scott, uh, one of them. And then I also got uh, three receivers. I need two of them, Adam Robinson, Jay Jefferson, and T. Fogum. Yeah, so, uh, Rich, I would – Taylor hasn't been as good as we had hoped coming out of college. Thought he'd be a little bit more productive. I would use Boston Scott against the Cowboys. It's a great matchup. And then uh, if you need one between Robinson, Jefferson, and Fulgham, I think I would go ahead and use Justin Jefferson against the Packers. He's been really good this year. Uh, a lot of big plays in Justin Jefferson's uh, portfolio. So I'd go ahead and use Justin Jefferson this week against the Packers. Let's try Bob, who's in Mount Greenwood. He has a few options here at his flex spot. Hey, Bob, you're on ESPN 1000. Jeff, love the show. I have a standard scoring uh, flex position. I need one of these four. I have Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, Joshua Kelly, or Latavius Murray. Yeah, so because it's not PPR, Bob, I actually am going to shy away from uh, Crowder, who's just returning from an injury, and also Cole Beasley. In PPR formats, I think those guys kind of find their way into most lineups. But And then Josh Kelly, I talked about the Chargers' run game. It's been tough, and against the Broncos in, in Mile High, that's a tough, uh, tough matchup for them, Bob. So I would go ahead and use Latavius Murray. I think the chances for him to get a goal line touchdown are pretty good this week, especially when you consider without Thomas – Without Emmanuel Sanders, they're going to need to probably run the ball more than they normally do, or at least they're going to be looking to run the ball more than they normally do. So I like Latavius Murray this week against the Bears. I think he has a shot at a, a goal line touchdown or two, um, even though you know I think Kamara is going to be featured heavily uh, in the passing game like he always is. But I think Latavius Murray has a chance to uh, do pretty well against the Bears team that he he has uh, has performed very well against in his history. So. Go ahead and use Latavius Murray, Bob. Let's try my man, Norm, who's in Bartlett, Indiana. Hey, Norm, you're on ESPN 1000. i got two questions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Half point PPR. Uh, Ebron, and then for my flex, I've uh, I've got Ruggs, uh, Jerry Judy, and uh, Jermichael Hasty. So, Norm, I would use Dallas Goddard over Eric Ebron. And then I think I'm going to say let's go ahead and uh, because the let's go ahead and use Henry Ruggs, see if uh, he gets more involved in the offense uh, over the other options. Uh, the other options weren't as compelling. They didn't jump out at me like Ruggs did. So I would go ahead and uh, use Ruggs this week. Let's try Addison. This is your two-minute warning. Two 
It is time for the two-minute warning, so I will quickly rush through some of these. Uh, Addison, I'm just going to answer on air for you so we can get as many people's questions in as possible. Addison needs three in the PPR format. Ronald Jones, James Conner, Josh Jacobs, or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That is a great problem to have, Addison. I think you have to lock in Edwards-Alaire and Jacobs, and I would use Ronald Jones over James Conner because that is a tough matchup against the Ravens this week. So uh, I would use Jones, Con- uh, Jones, Jacobs, and Edwards-Alaire over James Conner. Dave in Downers Grove has a quarterback quandary. He's between Lamar Jackson and Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, I think, uh, I think we had a similar question. I talked about it earlier in the show. Look, you're going from the toughest defense to the easiest defense. And I know it's Lamar, but Lamar hasn't been – Great this year. So, Dave, I'm going to say I would use Jimmy Garoppolo over Lamar Jackson this week. It's just such a tough matchup against the uh, Steelers. Uh, Nathan in Burbank wants to know he's got Brady Burrow or Ryan Tannehill. Nathan, I would say go ahead and use Tom Brady on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants. And then finally, Dylan in Oak Park has a PPR dilemma. Should he use Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Brandon Ayuk? Dylan, I Love Brandon Ayuk today. Love, love, love him. I cannot give him out over CEH. That is just too much. That's where I have to draw a line and say I'm going to use the Kansas City running back who still gets the most snaps in a very, very high-powered offense. All right, that's going to do it for me here on ESPN 1000 for today. But, again, you can check me out on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks so much to my man, Eric Ostrowski, for pinch hitting for Eric, for Tyler Aki today. Much appreciated, Eric. Uh, he will be back uh, punching the buttons on the pregame show with Brian Hanley and Fred Hubner. Don't forget, two hours after the Bears show, join me and Howard Griffith. We'll be breaking down the game for you. Thanks for listening, folks.